Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Hello there. And welcome to the Transformation for Success show with Dr. Barbara Young. First, I want to give a big shout out to all of my international, national, and local listeners. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for sending me those emails and comments. Keep them coming because we definitely want to hear from you. And I want to give greetings to my West Day family. I hope you're having a great day or a great evening or a great night. <laughs> I'm very excited as we have one of the country's most inspiring guests, who is the creator of Extra Mile Day. Now, many of you may not have heard of him, but once you have, I'll guarantee you will not forget him. Sean Anderson is my guest today, and he is the number one ranked motivational author, unlimited thinker, and lifetime entrepreneur with a history of inspiring others. He's a six-time author and the human spark plug behind Extra Mile Day. So I want you to stay tuned as you're going to learn more about this dynamic man who's changed the lives of so many individuals. I welcome you to send your comments or questions to me during the show at info at transformationforsuccess.com. And I also invite you again to email your feedback, comments at info at transformationforsuccess.com. You can also access me on my channel pages, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for those listeners out there, if you missed today's show, you can always download it later for your listening pleasure. Now to my guest, welcome Sean Anderson. It is a privilege to be talking with you today, Dr. Barbara. How are you? I am delighted and excited. <laughs> you know, I was telling you uh, earlier when I saw all that you have done, I was like, wow, you are some man. I call you, I said, I'm going to call him the marathon man. <laughs> but I want to share a little bit more uh, with my uh, listening audience about you. Because definitely, you have many, you've won many hats. First of all, I want to share that Sean has a lot to say today, and we're going to have a fantastic discussion. This gentleman has built a million-dollar company. He's pedaled a bike solo across the United States, not once, but twice. And he's created adventures in 40-plus countries, including this man has walked 550 miles across Spain, 450 miles up the coast of Portugal, and 750 miles around the island of Shinikoku, Japan. And I may not be pronouncing that, but I think it's Shinikoku, Japan. This year, he's going to finish his seventh book, Walk Across England and Ireland, and take his Go the Extra Mile message on a speaking tour in Central America and continue on his success road and reach of Extra Mile Day. So really, it is a pleasure to have you today, Sean. So you've had quite an interesting journey and a very interesting life. So I want you to share with the listeners right off the bat some of your early background and your approach to living and how you became who you are today. Well, Dr. Barbara, I'm a guy that lives with intention. And, <laughs> and 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 the the life that I want to live, the mm-hmm. life that I envision, the life that I see, the life that I dream, I take massive action to make that happen. We all have that option. We can live the life we want to live if we're willing to put legs under that dream and make it happen. And you know, life is this brilliant, amazing, fantastic, romantic adventure. Why not make your life that way? Whatever you're dreaming. You really can do it. The key is just taking action. I learned that at a young age, and I continue to follow through with that today. Now, where were you born, interestingly enough? Where were you born? <laughs> well, I, well I, was born in, I was born in Reno, Nevada, and, and, and actually that's where I first became an entrepreneur. At age 10, mm-hmm. I used to sell worms to fishermen. I would oh, go into goodness. my 
parents' backyard and I would flood the backyard and, and I would go pick up all the giant night crawlers that would rise to the Ooh. surface. I'd put <laughs> them in a, he- a huge peat barrel bucket and I'd run an ad in the paper and on Saturdays and Sundays, I would sit in my front yard super early in the morning and the fishermen knew where to come and they would buy my worms by the dozen. And back oh. then, I, I learned <laughs> that I love baseball cards and the way to get baseball cards was through worms. And so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's how I learned to create the life that I love from the very beginning. So you went from worms to how did you go from worms to this interesting life that you have? <laughs> well, you, you know… I, I've again. I've always been an entrepreneur, and I, I'm proud to say that I probably had 50 giant failures and a couple, you know, a couple modest successes. And and you know, the the older I get, the smarter I get, the wiser I get. I'm I'm much more apt to have one of those successes than one of those failures. But again, life's this really this really cool adventure, and and I I I'm, I've never been stuck in living someone else's dream. I've always wanted to live my own dream. And so if I have this idea of something I'm passionate about, wanting to create. There's no reason I can't create it. And so that's what I go and I do. Well, you know, I think that's wonderful because so many people, they have dreams. But one of the things that you, sh- you know, you've already shared that resonated with me is that you had 50 giant failures. You know, a lot of people have one failure and they quit or t- a couple and that's it. It's over. Three times you're out, you know. So I really want to commend you for keeping that in sight and then living your own dream. Um, do you find that you run across a lot of people where you've had to really help them live their own dream because sometimes maybe they're living someone else's dream, living what my mom or my dad wanted me to be. My dad wanted me to be a priest or my mom wanted me to go into this particular, uh, be an accountant because that's where you're going to make money. And that wasn't really their dream. So how do you reach people that maybe, you know, are on that track and you're trying to help them move over to living their own dream? Well, you know, I think, I think human beings are really great at settling. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we settle on mediocrity and we, really, we never really go for what we want. And it's because of this major, ugly, monster, four-letter word called fear. Mm-hmm. And, and so my major purpose in helping someone else live the life that they love, of planting the seeds, of watering the seeds to help them get where they want to go, is, is, is just really addressing the subject of fear. See, I don't have a magic wand that helps me be able to help anybody overcome fear. Fear exists. Every time that I speak mm-hmm. on a stage, I still fear. But what gets me on the stage is this one fear that's even greater than that. It's what if I don't do it? What if I don't take that mm-hmm. risk? What if I don't go up there and speak to those people? Because that is what I don't want to live with later. And that's mm-hmm. what I try to implant to other people. What if you don't do this? Mm-hmm. What if you don't go for it? What happens in 10 years when you look back Will you wish you would have? And that's what gets me over the top, and that's what helps get others over the top as well. Well, you know, <clears throat> it's interesting, um, I, you know, because I know you've had such a successful life and you're still continuing to uh, reach that, you know, continue to strive for that. And you created uh, the extra mile day. How, how did you, well, let me, let me go back to the why question, because, you know, every public speaker that I know of or coach, you have a why. So what is your why you started that day? I, I, I simply, I started that day because in 2009, mm-hmm. you know, America was going through some really tough stuff. I know that you had gone to Africa in 2009 on a speaking tour over there and created right. something really super awesome too. But in America, I felt that, you know, with the, the, the bankruptcies and the businesses and the banks closing and everything was really going downhill and people started looking to the government and saying, hey, what are you going to do? What kind of mm-hmm. program are you going to create to help me succeed? survive. People started looking at their businesses and saying to their boss, what are you going to do to help me keep my job and make more money? People looked at their spouse and they said, what are Mm -hmm. you doing to make our relationship better? They forgot this general premise that if you want to live the life you love, if you want to create ultimate change in your life, you don't look at your boss, the government, or your spouse, Mm -hmm. but you look at the man or the woman in the mirror. Right. And, and because of that, I, I wanted to use my small voice and remind people that ultimate change is created when we look at ourselves, but we just don't go the, we just don't do the status quo, but we have to go the extra mile. We have to do more, be more, give more. So I, in a Forrest Gump sort of way, mm-hmm. at that time, I took my non-bicyclist 47-year-old body and I, I pedaled from one ocean to the other. And along the way, I created events in 21 cities 
it, where I had the privilege of, of interviewing over 200 Americans who had been pre-identified as having gone the extra mile in life, either in volunteerism and service to make the world better mm-hmm. or in chasing a dream. Uh, at the end of the tour, I gave away $10,000 of my own money, but I was out there pedaling and I go, how can we make this bigger or better? And as I was going across the state of Nevada where there's about a 65-mile stretch without any kind of shade, I started thinking, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Yeah. And this idea yeah. of extra mile day came to me. And so I got on the phone as soon as I could and I called my staff and let's said, let's recognize the heroes and cities that are going the extra mile. And on November 1st in 2009, I was elated that 23 mayors clapped for their local volunteers. <laughs> but last year, as we've continued, we had 560 cities across the United States recognize amazing superstar extra mile volunteers. Uh, that is wonderful. You know, I mean, I can just hear the excitement and, and enthusiasm in your voice. I'm getting caught up here now because, one, when, when, when you think of extra mile and you identified those individuals who had gone the extra mile, what does that mean if you were to articulate what does going the extra mile, if we were to break it down concretely for individuals, what does that mean? Let me give you the clearest visualization tool that I can by just shining a light on two amazing human beings that are extra mile people. I was in the state of Iowa and this woman was escorted up to me on someone's arm. She had to be escorted up to meet me because she had two glass eyes. But it always was not that way for Sheila Holsworth. When she was 10 years old, the orthodontic headgear she was wearing for her teeth to straighten her teeth, one day it snapped. And when it snapped, it gouged out both of her eyes. So from the age of 10, Sheila Holsworth could no longer see, but she did not choose to live completely as a blind person. She chose to go the extra mile. I met her in her 40s, and at that time, she had become an international world record holder in downhill skiing. She had become a trick uh, water ski expert Mm -hmm. doing flips and turns. She had rode a bike across her home state twice tandem, and she did this without her eyes. See, life... Yes. All of us in life are limited in some particular way if we choose to focus on our limitations. But when we choose to go the extra mile and move past those limitations, that's what I call extra mile living. And that's my definition, and I love it. Because, and I was writing as you were saying that because so many people, you know, we all, as you said, all of us have adversities or we have to deal with things in our life. But the number one thing is making up your mind because I always feel it's a choice. It's a clear choice to make to turn that adversity or whatever it is into become a positive experience. And that's going the extra mile. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, how can, how do you think um, that, well, for you, how do you, Keep motivated. But I'm going to ask you another question, really, Sean. When you come to the point where you have this realization of what it takes to go the extra mile, what did you have to do internally to begin to see this as a positive force and something that you could use and share and help people? Because, you know, it, I always say it takes one to know one. So you've gone through some experiences yourself where you went the extra mile. So what was that for you? It was finally becoming aware that the the greatest whisper in my ear that mattered was the whisper of my own passion and what I wanted to do in my life. It was not listening to the whispers of those who said that I can't do it, but it was becoming so so true to my own self and my own mission and, and wanting that something. In my first book, I had 83 rejection letters from publishers, and at any time, people could say, you're not supposed to be a writer, you're not supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, it's when we listen to our own whisper, that inner right. voice that wants us, that pushes us, that's when we have the ability to do more. Every one of us that's listening, you, me, all of us out there, we all have the chance to do more, to give more, to be more. It's doing, it's making those extra two phone calls as a salesman. It's bringing those right. flowers to your wife just because there's no need to. It's doing the extra 10 push-ups a day. That's what's called going the extra mile. Well, you know, and I love that because um, I have worked, as you know, with with a number of women and men uh, around the world. And I'll tell you, many people uh, listen to the whispers, but not exactly the the greatest whispers in their ear. They're listening to the whispers of other people or that what we call, and I learned a new word, monkey chatter. So you can't do all the negatives. And so which leads me to how do, does one keep those positive thoughts and attitudes 
when you have family or you have friends, you know, and, and maybe you haven't experienced this, Sean, but jealousy. People who see you doing, but because of jealousy or other motivations, they're going to be negative about what you can't do or, or give you, the, you know, that kind of verbal feedback. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Here you receive 83 rejection letters. How do how you overcome that? Well, so share well, with me about how we can help people, or you do this, in keeping those positive thoughts and attitudes. Because right now, there's a lot of negativity just in the world right now. <laughs> I don't even want to turn on the news. <laughs> yeah, step one on the top of every one of my goal lists is, is believe in yourself. Because if you continue to believe in yourself and you have develop a self-awareness that you are, you know, those other whispers are coming in your ear, then mm-hmm. you have the ability and the power to stick with your original mission and that's I believe in myself when people are whispering you know or jealous or whatever first off why are those people even in your life that's what I always say mm-hmm. because if someone's planting things that make me do stink, stink and thinking why do I want those kind of people in my life I believe in surrounding myself with the most positive and purposeful people that I can because we are who we surround ourselves with absolutely Absolutely. Well, you know what? We're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to be right back because I want to continue with our discussion today and how we can help others. So stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back with my marathon man, (laughs) Mr. Sean Anderson. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation Success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration and motivation, career, professional development, and did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV Network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the voiceamerica.tv network. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello there and welcome back. We just took a great break because I'm talking with my guest today, Mr. Sean Anderson, who goes the extra mile. You know, and today we're talking about, one, how this man built a million-dollar company. He created the Go the Extra Mile Day in 560 cities. He pedaled a bike solo across the United States, not once but twice. He has an incredible journey as a motivational speaker, author, and success coach. So we're talking today about how to keep those positive thoughts and attitudes when so many are around us that are negative. But we also talked just a little bit before break about how, why surround yourself with all these negative people. So, Sean, back to that. You said you don't want to be around negative people, so you actually kind of disengage. So you're not around those, hanging around those people. <laughs> no, because, you know, if, if you ever want to really your feelings determine what your thoughts are. And if I'm feeling sad or if I'm mm-hmm. feeling mad or whatever, it's because I'm thinking those thoughts. And so that's what I can control. If I want to control my feelings, which control my actions, I have to go back to the beginning and control my thoughts. Right. So if I'm putting a lot of negativity into my head, what am I going to be thinking and doing? I'm going to be doing negative. So that's why you know this muscle that we have, this computer on the top of our shoulders, we need to learn to program that. We are the programmer. We are in charge of that. When you put stinking thinking in, only stinking results are coming out. So, you know, every single day, just as if you focus on your health or your relationship, mm-hmm. focus on your own motivation, focus on your own thinking, because when you do that, that's when your whole world changes. That is so true. You know, 
many, many uh, of us have been programmed from early childhood by fear. Uh, I don't know how, how you were raised, but I know I, with a lot of the research you've done, it's the fear of this, you can't do that. Uh, I think even as, an, as a child, we're, you know, we're taught that, you know, oh, don't touch that, or oh my God, you know, don't, don't leap from the chair. Uh, so I think it's sort of the programming and how do we get people, you know, to sort of move from that programming. There's a, a question that occurred to me to ask you, uh, in, in dealing and coaching with a number of individuals, do you find that there becomes an age of reckoning, I call it, or where they begin to, to do that internal search at 30, 35? Is there a particular age that you think that many individuals come to realize, I need to do something different with my life? You know, I think awareness can strike us at any age. It could mm-hmm. strike the it could strike the fifteen year old. I was watching the show The Voice and I could mm-hmm. not believe some of these young passionate singers who were fourteen and fifteen who knew right mm-hmm. then that they mm-hmm. only wanted to sing in their life. And then I had a, a a radio interview recently with someone named Irene Conlon who's on Voice of America too and the woman is eighty years old and she just found the love of her life at the age of eighty. So mm-hmm. you, you know if we're open to if we're open to living with awesomeness, awesomeness can strike us at 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 80. It's just up to you. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's what I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it is. But I just wondered about that because I do know uh, what I have found is that uh, in working with a number of women and men, it's like around 30, like even now with the millennials, do you think a lot of them are questioning uh, or what do I want out of my life? Uh, I want more. How can I make a difference in the world and the larger, you know, society? So I'm just asking your thinking on uh, your experiences with what you've come, you know, in contact with people and what are some of the issues? Well, I think awareness is, the the age of awareness is even dropping as technology Mm -hmm. gives people more options to think and consider different things. I think people are becoming more astute. If you go back to people that lived in the 50s who, you know, first started working in the 50s, the, the general premise was go get a job, work at it for 30 or 40 years, you know, get married, have two kids. That's what you do. And so that was what the awareness was. But now the awareness is the whole world is open to us. You know, why? Mm-hmm. How was it that you decided to go speak in Africa 20 years ago? That might have not even have been a vision for people, but because the world is so much more open to us, we can go do things like that where people, right. entrepreneurs, success motivators like you can take that and say, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to Africa. <laughs> well, I can tell you it wasn't really my dream. <laughs> <laughs> but I found, you know, there was a higher power directing me. <laughs> yeah. And I just gave into it. You know, I just acquiesced and said, okay, surrendering. Uh, to me, uh, another important factor is that openness and being willing to surrender and take that leap of faith and do some things and step outside of the box rather than just staying in that little box. But and isn't so, that awareness too? I mean, the awareness is just not that that was not your dream, but that awareness was being, that was listening to this, this inner voice or voice from the universe or whatever that was saying, Barbara, you know, this, there's people, there's young women, there's men in Africa that need to feel this message of empowerment. You need to go. I mean, so it's awareness. It's being just really astute and just listening and seeing the world around you and just asking yourself this question, how can I serve? What can I do? That's, and I and that's, that's what you answered. That's the, that's the critical question uh, most people have to come to grips with because truly, I believe we're all brought here for a purpose. And I tell most people that come into my contact and my seminars, and I said, if you're here and you don't know your purpose, I said, and you're not living your purpose, then you have an illegitimate existence. <laughs> that kind of gives me sort of a wake-up call. And I said, yes, <clears throat> because you're all here for a purpose. And that purpose, I believe, is to serve it's, it's finding where and to whom, because it might be that you have a love for helping animals or helping the homeless, but there are different areas. It so happens you are the creator of that extra mile, which I love the title, the, the extra mile message, uh, because we can all go that extra mile. Tell me, um, Sean, what can you share with me about how you stay motivated personally? What do you you know, used to keep your enthusiasm and, and, and uh, do you have a personal credo, a mantra? What do you use to keep yourself motivated and positive? 
Well, before, you know, I have what I call my morning meeting every meeting, uh, every morning before, before I even talk to anybody. And this morning meeting is, it just, it has a number of different elements that it, it helps prepare me to succeed uh-huh. during the day. And the very first thing is, you know, I, certainly I, I, I read something empowering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I read an affirmation. I start planning in my head, today is a lucky day. Something awesome is going to happen. I, I write in my journal thoughts and things because I believe that the life worth living is mm-hmm. the life worth recording. Um, and I, then I exercise. So right there, I'm taking care of my emotions. I'm taking care of my brain. I'm taking care of my body from a, in, a very, in a very positive way. So it starts to set the tone for the day. Mm-hmm. So when obstacles, challenges, defeats, failures, losses come my way, I, I, I'm, I have like a rain jacket to deflect that more and it doesn't affect mm-hmm. me and I don't get wet and I don't get soaked and I move forward. So yeah, I take care of myself and I plan the time to take care of myself every day because if I'm, my job in life is if we picture these water glasses, my <laughs> water glass has to stay full. The reason right. my water glass has to be full because I have I I feel a responsibility to pour into other people's glasses and eventually if I keep pouring into everybody's glass, what happens to mine? Yeah, you have to keep yours full. You have to yeah. keep replenishing. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and it's no one's responsibility in life to fill my glass. I have to fill my glass. Absolutely. So well, that's, that's what that's I do. A, that's a good point. I was writing something down um, that the listeners, what I hear you saying too, is that there is a physical aspect of keeping, it's in balance that you do, your exercise. You feed the spirit in terms of your morning meditation and the mental uh, acumen, and then you prepare for the day with your words. (laughs) I'm just sort of capturing um, some things that will help people out there because it is so important because we are three parts, physical, soul, and spirit. So all of those in terms of being this totally integrated person, which I see you are, Keeping those positive thoughts and attitudes, Sean, I tell you, it, but it's work. Is it not? Is it no, work? It is, <laughs> it is work, but, but isn't it worth the effort if you have a chance to really feel amazing love or the, to, to, to feel gratitude when you go to work and not just work for a paycheck and to feel healthy? And I mean, isn't the work that we put in for those things then worth it if those are the results that come out of it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked <clears throat> I liked physical exercise when I started weightlifting. I was telling you that I started weightlifting at sixty two. <laughs> yeah, oh, way to go, man! That's awesome. And I got to the point where I actually was doing one hundred and fifty pound deadlifts. Wow! See, yeah. that's that's inspirational. People people oftentimes say I'm too old. I'm too I'm too old to travel. I'm too old to start dating. I'm mm-hmm. too old to start a new career. Well, you're only too old if you've listened to yourself and believe that. Because I, I believe I'm 54, and I have to tell you, my best days are not in the past. Oh, I'm telling you, they're ahead. <laughs> yeah, they are. And every one oh, of us yeah. has the ability to believe that because why, why wouldn't our best days be forward? We're now smarter, more creative, more resourceful, more awesome in so many different ways. So why can't we believe that our best days are ahead if we have those kind of qualities? That's absolutely right. And uh, I, I have no age shame, so I mean, I just shared it, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me to strength be, uh, become a strength conditioner, strength, uh, you know, get strength training and conditioning. I ended up on the National Sports and Conditioning Board as a result, not knowing that would lead me there. But really, I'm a strong promoter of physical exercise as well as keeping, all, keeping a balance. How do you work with people, um, and I know you do a lot of this, to help them change that those limiting beliefs, do you use exercises or do you, do you use some sort of um, engaging activities where they can actually work it out? Well, w- one of the exercises I like to do is talk about what you look at as the best day that you've ever had. We go okay. back and we focus on the best day that Barbara Young ever had. What was mm-hmm. it? What did you feel? What did you think? What did you do? How did you come across that? And we remind you that you were meant and to do great and great feels pretty good. Now let's go back and figure out how did we create that? How did that happen? And oftentimes people would say, you know, I worked really hard or I did this or I did that. And it all points to, again, that, that special phrase, go the extra mile. So once we prove to someone that those go the extra mile principles work and it worked in their own life, that they were mm-hmm. able to use those principles and achieve something great, I just ask, well, don't you think maybe 
we could try and do that one more time to go for this goal? What do you think? And, you know, when we get them to buy into that, and then we take this massive, huge goal that, let's say running a marathon, 26.2 miles, I can't run a marathon, no way. But we, you can run 100 yards, can't you? So we start with the small, because if we keep complete, completing the small, pretty soon, if we look back, we've just gone five miles, and then we go 10. It starts with the right. baby steps. Success always starts with the baby steps. That it, uh, well, you know... <laughs> I was using one of your words, life-changing classrooms all the time. (laughs) So you have a unique way of helping people to really get into that and not allowing those limited beliefs to paralyze them. Most of all, F-E-A-R. Now, I know you've heard the acronym for fear, false evidence appearing real. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely, right? I've heard that so many times, you know, and truly it really is. I can't tell you how many people have been motivated when you sort of put that out there. It's just false evidence appearing real. So let's face it, confront your fears. Wow. That's, now, I have to tell you this, Sean, when you started talking about worms, oh my gosh, I had a deep fear of worms and <laughs> I, I don't like them, and <laughs> oh, particularly the night crawlers. Oh, but well, anyway, at, at 10 I, years I, old, we have a little more courage sometimes than we do when we're older, right? Oh, Goodness, I just never liked them from the time I was a little girl and snails because okay. I grew up in an area where they, they didn't have the shells. They were like more like slug snails. Oh, my God. Oh, so just thinking about that, I'd have to, you know, really confront a fear if I ever saw one of those again. <laughs> Can I but, tell you a quick story about snails? Yes. When I was walking across Spain from Saint-Jean, France, across the Pyrenees Mountains, all the way to the end of the world, that's where Columbus at one time stood at the end of Spain, and he looked out over in Finisterre, Spain, because he said, that's where the world ends. And so that's what the route that I walk. But as you walk across Spain, there's many routes where there are all of these giant snails that cross the path. And a lot of the walkers that would walk before me, they would just step on the snail, step on the snail. I believe that all life is precious. All so life is amazing. No, I wouldn't. I would pick the snail off. I would pick him up, take him to the other side of the road. And I am proud to say that one of my greatest achievements in life was when I was in Spain, I probably saved 1,000 snails by walking them across the road. Oh, Sean. Good for you. I'm not sure I'd be able to do it. I would have to really stand there and confront my fear on that one. But of course, I think I believe I could. I believe I could. Well, great for you. Now, were they really, really big? I mean, how big were they? Oh, are we are we trying to are we trying to get you to overcome your fear right now of snails? Is uh, that I'm right? Trying to get. I'm trying to overcome it. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, then I'll just tell you that they were each one pound. How's that? Oh God. Oh, <laughs> <I'm overcoming>. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> you know. Oh, One of the questions before we go on break, I'm going to ask you to be thinking about uh, who is an empowered thinker and how do they get there? Okay. We can address that now or do you want to go after the break? Well, you can start to address it. We've got just uh, about a minute. An empowered, I think an empowered person is one who who truly is constantly wanting to live the best version of themselves. An empowered thinker is one that surrounds themselves with great books, great people. The two things that have changed my life more than anything is the people that I've hung around with and the books that I've read. An empowered person is one that's definitely analyzing both, you know, who am I hanging with and what am I putting in my head? I I believe an empowered thinker is someone who truly wants to keep feeling good. And again, as we learned earlier, when we, we feel good because we think good. You know, I like that. Have you written anything about the empowered thinker? Because be thinking about that because we're going to take a break and we're going to be right back with my guest today, Mr. Sean Anderson, and we're going to talk a little bit further about empowered thinkers. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation Success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. 
So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on our new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health, and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration and motivation, career, professional development, and Did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV Network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the VoiceAmerica.tv Network. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello there, and welcome back to my show today, Transformation for Success, with my guest, Sean Anderson, the man who runs the extra mile and shares his story. So, we were talking about who is an empowered thinker, and Sean, you talked about an empowered thinker, somebody who's open, who's around great people, reads lots of books, and is open to learning. And that's what I, do you want to add onto that, the empowered thinker? Yeah, and I think the more you surround yourself with other empowered thinkers, and you know when someone's empowered, because if you go, wow, I like how that person lives, look at the passion they have, look at the purpose, that's an empowered person. So, And, and we don't always have to know the empowered person to learn from them. Mm-hmm. For example, so many, so many of the people in my life that I've learned from, I never even met, and that's because the books that I've read. One of the people that made the first difference in my life was when I read the, the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. I read that this guy created these 13 virtues that he wanted to identify himself with. And every month he started focusing on that one single element to be able Mm -hmm. to become that. That was an empowered guy. And so, you know, that set the model. So we don't just have to know empowered people. We can read about empowered people like Oprah Winfrey, like Dr. Barbara Young. Well, thank you for putting me up there. (laughs) Uh, And like Mr. Sean Anderson. Hey, hey, hey. Well, you know, I, uh, as you talk about this, John, have you written anything about uh, the empowered thinker? Have you put anything in writing on that? You know, not specifically on the empowered thinker, but my whole purpose is to try to help people become empowered. Mm-hmm. Empowerment is just when you, it's, it's that moment where you say, you know, I'm in control of my own life and I can create my own destiny. I just don't have to be on the river of life and taking the, letting the stream mm-hmm. take me where I want, but it's being able to take a, to almost have a paddle in your canoe and being able to pedal to one side of the river or the other side and not just let the river of life take us. That's an empowered person that can control their own destiny. No matter what losses they have had, no matter what defeats or failures or tragedies, it's that person that can regroup, find beauty and value in everything and move forward. See, I never lose in life. I never lose in life. I either win or I learn. And when we learn, we eventually win. And so every bad thing that's ever happened to me in my life, I consider that the most amazing blessing, not in the moment, because the moment I feel intense, intense, amazing pain. But later, I can say, you know what, I'm so grateful for that because it's made mm-hmm. me who I am, more sensitive, more compassionate, more evolved, Absolutely. more aware. You know, it's interesting, um, you, you bring that up about never losing, you win and you learn. Um, and I wasn't going to talk about my book that's coming out, uh, Dancing on Broken Legs, but I will share this. That the vignettes in my life are all about the lessons learned, but I turned it into principles learned. Mm. Because if, with every experience, what did I learn? In my book, I also put the scriptural references to what I learned. So mm. that's what people are going to really learn about me. You tied it all and together. You took your moment, took it into a lesson, and tied it to a scripture. It was like right. this. It just gave it such great support that this is, hey, Absolutely. this is my life. It's based in principles, and I can, I'm living it. I proved right. it. Yeah. Right. And using the principles that I learned propelled me to the success I enjoy today. Not that you know success is measured in different ways by different people, but the success is knowing who you are and feeling very comfortable with who you are. And knowing that you are not competing, you're completing. 
that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had this epiphany, and I share this with you, Sean, as I was driving on the freeway, as we do in California, you know, they're pretty crowded. and Well, they're crowded pretty much everywhere. And as I was driving in my lane, I was in the fast lane, and I noted, any time that you want to change into another lane, what do we do? We put our blinker on, right? Yes, we do. We give an indication that we're going into another lane. If we don't do that and we just move into another lane, we, cha- we, tr- we suffer possibly a wreck where we're actually our lives could be destroyed or someone else's. So I thought about that with life, that we're given a purpose and a plan to stay in our lane because if we start to shift, we need to make that turn signal that we're going to shift. I don't know. That just came to me. Otherwise, mm-hmm. if you don't, mm-hmm. then you mm-hmm. can end up being in a wreck. How does that resonate with you? I don't know. All of a sudden, that just I was, oh, my God. <laughs> that was an epiphany I had. I, I, you know, that's the, a really interesting thing when you start dedicating yourself to motivation and you look for inspiration all around you in life. You have these epiphanies that you, you, when you become, when you start to turn your brain into a success motivated machine, it's just these things start to happen to you. You were driving and you just had this, this thought, this vision because your brain became in tune that that's, that's what you wanted to think about. And I think that's one of the great gifts. I mean, man, I, the, being able to think being able to have these thoughts and being creative, it's one of the truly amazing things about life. And, and you know, I, I'm grateful every single day that I have been able to experience it and think and feel and create. So am I. You know, I, I feel so grateful we were, and humbled that I had a chance to meet you, Sean, and just know that this is going to be a continuing relationship uh, because we think alike. And I really admire the work that you've done. If you could turn back the clock, what do you wish you could go back and tell yourself? I would tell myself, you know, don't, don't focus as much on the results, but focus more on the fun. Because, you know, we, mm-hmm. we spend so much time on trying to get the book finished. We spend so much time on trying to, to, to do whatever goal it is that we forget this whole, the fun that can be in just trying to create, living and walking and breathing. And I, I think back sometimes in the wishes that I wish now, I wish <laughs> that I would have remembered what it was like to have struggled in writing that first book. I, I, I wish that I knew all those things because all I really cared about was I got to find a publisher. I got to find a publisher, you know, uh-huh. and so just relax you know, smell the roses, enjoy life, enjoy the victories that come, enjoy the small details. You know, we have victories every single day. You know, right. I, I was out walking my dogs early this morning before our phone call and you mm-hmm. know, my, my two chihuahuas, one of them started chasing a bird. And I go, man, that's just so cool. Look at that guy. <laughs> He's just chasing the bird. I mean, that's a special little moment that just says, that makes you say, amen, I'm grateful for being here. Life is full of them. Just open up your eyes, open up your ears, look at the world around you because that's where you'll find the inf- inspiration to go start being your best person. That is so great. You know, I was thinking about your walking and, and, and while you're walking, and I, I was just looking at that, did a lot of the ideas come to you about your books or, as I, you know, you talked about me driving down the freeway, and I had these thoughts. The same thing, does that, did that apply to you as well when you're doing all this walking? Well, first off, please, it doesn't, it's not amazing to go walk 550 miles because I have to tell you, after day three, when your feet are black and blue and your toenails are falling <laughs> off and the blisters are there and your, your feet are so bandaged and you're wondering, why the freaking am I doing this? You know, but the reason, the reason I do it is it puts me back into a boot camp of finding my simple, of finding the simple about my life. It's, I have nothing but a backpack. I don't know where I'm going to sleep or eat that next day. It's taking the cell phone out of my hands. It's taking every, all the technology out. It's becoming in tune with the world that I live in, the steps that I take, the people that I meet, the air that I breathe, everything I see. It's finding my simple. And as the walk continues and my feet become stronger, I start to become focused more upon everything around me. Then I start to go a little bit more on the inside and I start thinking about my life and thinking about what <laughs> do I want to do next. Right. After I'm finished, I find my, I, re, I restore my passion. I ignite my purpose because I went and found my simple melt myself down into my most simplest forms and go become and rebuild myself. That is wonderful. You know, are there some final thoughts? You know, because you you have done this America, is it Amicus 101? 
Is amicus. That a, it's a Latin amicus? word means friend. Amicus 101, yes. Okay. And that's a book that you've written, right? Yes. Okay. Just a little snippet about that book as, as sort of so, uh, maybe a final thought you'd like to leave our listeners today. A quick snippet about that book. I, I don't, I, I'm a person that loves to read stories and I don't want to read the 10, the 10 ways to be most successful. I don't want that. So, so Amicus 101 is about a guy who, who has been living a mediocre, mediocre existence. And one day he, he goes to his job and he gets shocked that he gets fired. And at that moment, he, he, realizes that he's been screwing his, up his life in so many ways and been living mediocre and he doesn't know what to do and he becomes depressed and, and frustrated and anxious about everything until he meets a teacher. And the teacher's name is Amicus and Amicus oh. takes him through 21 life lessons that change Jay Garfield, this guy from the inside out because that's what we do in life. If we create, we want to create change, we start from the inside right. to, to make right. changes in our outside. Great. Well, I mean, I, I loved it. When I was looking at <clears throat> the book blurb, I was trying to figure out, this is a story about the pursuit of purpose and overcoming life's chaos. And truly, there are a lot of people today in chaos. <laughs> I want to tell you that, Sean. So is there anything else you'd like to leave the listeners, how they can contact you? Yeah, one thing I'd like to leave every listener out there, if you who are listening want to live the most adventurous, romantic, thrilling, amazing, fantastic life that you could ever imagine. Please just do one thing. Never stop going the extra mile. You can find more about me at seananderson.com, S-H-A-W-N-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. Every Thursday, I put out a newsletter called Inspiration Thursday, Never in t- only intended to push you or pull you up the mountain. So if you're interested in anything we've said today, please sign up, and I'm happy to talk to any single reader, listener out there. Well, I am, <clears throat> I am just so happy. We could go on and on and on and, and talk more and more. And actually, I do want to uh, have you on the television show so we can have people see you and talk a little bit more about Amicus and some of the things that you're doing with helping people to become more successful. And I do like that, that thought, an empowered thinker. Um, you know, we keep thinking about empowered person or empowered people, but empowered thinker resonates with me and, and something more in thinking, and that is changing the way you think because thoughts become words and words become can become your success because yes. it's the words that you speak. So uh, I, I like that empowered thinker might be somebody. <laughs> so we might want to get together and collaborate on that one because it just resonated <laughs> with me. I haven't seen anything out on the empowered thinker. So great, great. So as I you know, sort of close the show today, I want to say to all of you out there that we give thanks and kudos to Sean for being very authentic today and transparent and letting us know how he has gone the extra mile and how we too can go that extra mile to achieve more success in our lives. And I I know that many of you are looking for answers today. And you know what? I think I'm going to take a little bit more time and Sean, have you say more. One of the things um, I'd like to share with you is about building this uh, million dollar company. How did you do that? What were some of the success principles you can share with someone out there, since we have such a global audience, of how building a million-dollar company and what does it take? Did you use the principles that you teach, the extra mile? How does that convey or tie into building a million-dollar company? Well, one person doesn't really build a million-dollar company, but <laughs> it's, 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 in believing, it's in believing the people that you surround yourself with with, you know, someone once asked Andrew Carnegie, you know, how did you turn, you know, 47 people into millionaires that work for you? And Andrew Carnegie said, I, it's because, you know, I don't go in, um, Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't go in for looking for the dirt. I go in looking for the gold. And if you, that's how you, you know, you you find the gold is you have to go dig through the dirt. But if we focus on the dirt in life, that's what we get. But if we just go in looking for the gold and the people that we surround ourselves with, we bring out the best in them. They continue to inspire us, and together you can build something awesome. I think that's great because one of the things that is we do work with people, and we need people to help us build together. Uh, so yes. 
I think that's very important. I don't know if you know this, but I taught leadership for a number of years, and I taught leadership to many (laughs) world leaders, as a matter of fact, but it was about the inside man. Again, say something about what do you think leaders today should be bringing uh, to the world? Uh, you know, you mentioned the inside man. It's it's really interesting. My favorite song of all time, it just remind me of that. It's called The Man in the Mirror. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Michael Jackson's uh, song. Yeah, mm-hmm. the man the, the man or the woman in the mirror. And, and that's where everything starts in life. I, I you know, shoot. There, <laughs> leaders, leaders, sometimes they start to believe too much that they are amazing and the world's indispensable without them. Well, the graveyard is full of indispensable men and women, number one. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think a true leader is a leader that doesn't focus on themselves, but a true leader is one who humbles himself before others and truly tries to inspire and motivate other people to be the best version of themselves. A true leader is not one who continues to shine the light upon himself and say great things about me, but the true leader is one that shines a light on others and says great things about you. And I think that if someone out there, you know, around the world really, you know, takes that approach, the Mother Teresa, the Gandhi approach, you know, it's, it's to the world's benefit that maybe somebody will grow and help the world learn truly what gratitude is, what love is, and what humility is. That's absolutely perfect. I don't think I could add anything to that. The man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror. So as we close the show today, again, I want to say thank you, Sean, for coming on the show today and taking time for your busy schedule. And I know that many of my listeners out there who are looking for answers today will have found many to start creating the life that they want of purpose and passion. Uh, I like your word that you've used, and this is vibrancy, uh, to step into your destiny. My empowerment thought for today is that we've all been handed a destiny. Our job is merely to walk it out. (laughs) And that's in honor of Mr. Sean Anderson, who simply did walk it out. So, listeners, I encourage you to be grateful, be humble, be inspired, yet be forever transformed. Because until next week, this is Dr. Barbara Young, your Transformation for Success coach, signing off. And keep well on your journey to success. God bless you. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week. 